Hello and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. I am Chris. Greetings. I am Nathaniel and welcome to Arcanum Obscura. Okay, so today I'm doing a different okay, it's still you know it's still it's, true crime. It's still unsolved true crime. crime. But to me this one's a little bit more brutal than the usual ones, so take a little bit of preference. Yeah, it'll probably be a little bit more serious than like our normal constant joking. I'm around. sure we will still go off on tangents. Oh yeah, tangents. Just... But I don't think it'll be as much joking. In it won't this be one. as. This is pretty savage. Funny, unfortunately, because it involves a little girl, and you know maybe it means more to me because I have a daughter that's the same age. That might, so. you know, thinking back, it might have been a good idea to do these in kind of reversal order. The serious one then. The... Yeah, because the one yeah. I just did was like a little more light. Or it could be... No, because they're still a week apart. Well, that's what so. I'm... Yeah, I guess that is true. I'll just have to do another lighthearted one next. Or not as dark as this, this one. This is... Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to jump right into this. And like I said, you know, this case is a bit rough. And we've already covered a bunch of you know, unsolved cases. And I found this one doing the research. But like I said already, several times, it's worse than the other ones i think and certain parts of the story are pretty brutal and i know the podcast is already listed as explicit but i kind of want to give everybody a little bit of heads up like, this one's kind of this is even more farther darker yeah so and actually to change things up a little bit i'm actually starting with a quote that i like and i think it kind of applies to all the podcasts we've done so far. Okay. Aside from the one that'll be posted today, we're going to be a day, off, a week off right now. And the one that was posted yes. last week. Yes. Yeah. As of yeah. As of this, this one. Yeah. The one that was posted last week. So the quote is: "Every man has two deaths when he is buried in the ground, and the last time someone says his name." By Ernest Hemingway. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of other people that said similar quotes. Yeah. The one I know of is a person dies twice: once when he's put in the ground. And yep. the second time when he's forgotten. Yeah. I found a bunch of different ones. And right now, currently, a lot of people are, like, crediting Banksy because he put it in one of his. But everybody's like, and even he says, it's not my quote. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the unsolved murder of, and this is why I kind of pointed at this when you were saying, I said maybe Ben was a nickname, even though it doesn't relate. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about the unsolved murder of Margaret Peggy, what's her nickname, Lynn Reber. Peggy isn't really in there anyway. I, I think but, I've heard a few times of people being named Margaret and also having the name Peggy. I, think I always heard like Meg or Maggie. Well, I think that's what it comes from. Maggie and then Peggy. Okay. Okay, so Peggy was 14 when her life was taken from her. And as for the reason of the quote, um, actually, you know, but what happens to this girl, I'm sure she probably like emotionally died several times when this happened so but for the reasoning of the quote i don't think any of the cases we've discussed like i think it's good to talk about them that way the person doesn't die and the case keeps getting looked at yeah that's kind of one of the reasons why i enjoy doing this podcast because we do talk about a lot of serious messed up things but this kind of things did happen to actual people yep and it's it not nice but kind of kind of nice in a way that we are still remembering these people yeah 
And I don't think you know. I don't think a lot of these any of these people should be forgotten. So you know. yeah, it's good that even even not just us. A lot of people cover a lot of the right big and, ones. So and that's why I like doing more obscure ones, like that. Like I did last episode, something that people know, but it's not as well known. That way, you can hopefully survive that much longer. Yeah. Okay, so this takes place in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Um, Peggy and her mother Mary lived in from what i found in the research it was considered a pretty run down basically a condemned apartment building mm -hmm. so and it was also in a very shady part of town where was this at um lebanon pennsylvania pennsylvania yep and uh the apartment was actually nicknamed the house of broken dreams so that kind that's of says always, a lot about yeah yes yeah, people probably just sign. ended up there you know they had nothing else so, you know, that should shed some light on, like, is it the place was and the people that lived there. Is it locally known as that? Was it the residents who know, called it that? Or is it more like people on the outside? Like the town. Gotcha. That it was in. I understand. And, uh, like I already said, you know, it was a pretty, pretty uh, some of the people said it was, like, a very, very rough part of town. You had to be strong to survive it. And it was obviously shady, which, oddly, that's kind of like the places I hung out and was growing up you that, yeah but we all know how you turned out <laughs> yeah perfect so now on uh on may 26th 1968 peggy's mother mary had come home um i saw some places didn't say where she went and other places said that she went away with some friends like even like out of state maybe just left her daughter home at the age was, of 14 yes, 14 what, what year was this 1968 so it's she not really that... shouldn't have been left alone at that she point. shouldn't have been left alone but it's also not that strange at that year to leave teenagers alone yeah well so okay so she came home around 3 30 a.m her mother was also you know not the best of mothers she was considered very irresponsible um an alcoholic mm -hmm. and there's also mentions of her being a prostitute any founded like, or do they have any... Not that I saw. Not that you saw? Nope. Just more of accusations? And, I mean, obviously, if you're leaving your 14-year-old home alone for more than a day... It is it's pretty... It's pretty... kind of shows how irresponsible you are, especially yeah. in a shady apartment in a rough part of town. Yeah. So, um, going back to Peggy now, she basically grew up most of the time alone. No food, no electricity fending for herself in this beat-up little apartment. And uh, one of the... This is, this is where it gets a little bit weird. So, uh, one of the articles states that she was already sexually active with a 19-year-old boyfriend, hmm. which is I, pretty fucked up. It is kind of wild. I mean, I could I, I see know kids not... being sexually active at 14, but not with someone... That much yeah. older? That's, I know I mean, it's not that strange, statutory. even in... Even in this day and age, it's not that uncommon for it to happen, yeah. but it's still kind of yet another thing to put on to this whole. Yep. And they also said that the mother kind of had just boyfriend after boyfriend after boyfriend coming and going all the time. So this is what she grew up with, which would kind of shed light onto why she was dating at, yeah. or having sexual relations at such a young age. Yep. So she probably accepted it as like the norm. Um, the article also mentioned that she had a sister who got married and moved out at 14. Wow. So She I was trying to get out of there as fast as possible. 
Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Just want to get the hell out of there. Which is understandable. Okay, so now we're going to go back to when her mother came home at 3.30 in the morning. She came in the apartment. She saw a person on the floor, and she assumed it was someone sleeping. Because there was mentions that it wasn't uncommon in this apartment building that drunks would just stumble into an apartment and pass out. Aren't... I... And given that she had boyfriends in and out all the time... It, I guess, but you would think there would be, like, locks or something. Like that. The way they, you know, the way some of the stuff I read about the apartment was, like, it was so run down, like, the doors would just be So you just pop them work. open? Yeah, shit like that. That's the way it's, basically, you know, borderline condemned. That means half the shit Yeah, I guess work. that is true. And as, you know, they said, it, it wasn't uncommon to come home and find a drunk passed out. So she actually just went next door. Actually, um... Before I jumped to that part. The whole building was also in a blackout due to the power having been cut off. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. And they don't really go into that anywhere. It was just maybe... I would be wondering how this power was cut off. Unless they just knew and then so they didn't bother talking about it. It's very possible it was just come dead. So they're just getting rid of the electricity and everything else. They, they assume it's abandoned so there's no point running electricity. Yeah. That would be my guess at least. So I'm thinking you know, since it was a blackout, it was probably hard for the mother to see, see what the body was you know, who was sleeping on the floor. So she ends up going next door to get a neighbor to help her remove the unwanted drunk from their apartment. And I Figgy, you probably already know where this is going. I can guess, but yeah. can you imagine you're just in a already a, a pretty bad place, run-down uh, apartment building. Your neighbor comes over and goes, hey, buddy, I need your help. They're at it Another again. Another drunk. Another drunk. Yeah. And, like, how common is it to the point where she just goes over and goes, need the hand, and the friend goes, yeah, you got it. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking when, like, when I read that. I'm like, that just... If it was uncommon, that just shows how bad these apartments must have been. Yeah. You just go home as a drunk passed out on your floor. I I can understand sometimes it happens like, you know, I had a thing happen where I was at an apartment I was living in. And a guy just opened up my door and was yelling to find out where his girlfriend was. (laughs) I'm like, dude, you got the wrong apartment. (laughs) Did he move? He's like, isn't this this apartment? And he gave the number. I'm like, no, you said 2B. This is first floor. Then we heard him stomp up the stairs and open the door upstairs. And then start yelling? Yeah. Nice. And then I got a big knife and kept it under my pillow. We were playing video games in the front room when he stormed in. Nice. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's not real. I can see how it's guess, not uncommon yeah. to an extent. But when it becomes a normal thing where you just go next door, like you said, and say, hey, got another one. That is pretty rough. Okay, so this is where things start to get pretty rough. Um, Peggy wasn't just murdered. So, you know, they found it was her body. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, like I said, she wasn't just murdered. It was a pretty savage attack. She had um, been beaten. She also had bite marks on her body. Human? Yeah, human bite marks on her body. She had also been strangled with something. There was a couple, like uh, some people said electrical cords, some people said a scarf, a piece of fabric. It differs. But, she was strangled. But definitely was strangled. Yeah. And that's just like, that's like, honestly, that's like the light part of it. Oh, she was completely beaten and bit and everything else. She, okay. This is the, the very, very bad part. So again, another warning. It's going to get pretty bad. Trigger warning? Yeah. Okay. She had been sodomized 
with multiple objects. What? Yep. And it was uh, conflicting reports. Like some people said it was like a jar. Um, some people said it was something like, I think, like a lamp or something. Oh my God. But it was multiple objects. They know that for sure. The last of which, though, was a fiberglass bow, like an archery bow. And, um, you know, like the typical recurve, but yeah. it's unstrung, it's straight. Yep. They said, uh, the bow was used with such force that it punctured and wounded all of her lower organs. There was at least, they at the, the most they could judge was at least 15 to 16 times it was forced. Yikes. That's... Her heart was punctured at least five times by this bow. Her heart? Yes. And when she was found... The bow was actually protruding from her upper chest. That's that's yeah, that's beyond sodomizing. That's impaling. Yeah. Also, yeah. that's that takes a lot of strength to do that kind of thing. Yeah. But can you imagine being a fourteen-year-old girl? That's why I said earlier that she must have died multiple times that night. Yeah. You know, it's just it's not just that. It's fucking brutal. It it is. To kind of bring it back to what we were talking before, how it's it's kind of nice to kind of talk about these people to at least keep their names alive. But it is kind of sad when you think about it. She's been through, so far, quite a bit. Yeah, she's been through and, her whole life's been hell. Yeah, and then we talk about it, but it's only in the negative senses that we talk about it. And yeah, we keep her. Yeah, it's kind of sad that you can't go back and find the stuff that if there was positive stuff in her life. Yeah, a lot of people don't focus on it. the positive that this girl might have. I mean, she might have been. She might have loved books, yeah, and drawing. But, but like, yeah. they, nobody focuses on that. They focus on well. well I think a lot of it gets lost because this this takes over, blocks everything. Well, that's out. what I'm People, saying. Everybody yeah, focuses on the negative so much that it, it kind of blocks out everything. And in, in a way, we it's kind of nice to keep that thought of her alive. But it is kind of sad how we focus on on like the reason why we do remember her is because it was a brutal thing. That well, it's also hard to look back and think that if you're, you know, you have a mother, no father mentioned. Mother's never there. There's no electricity. Mm-hmm. Never food. What would be happy parts? Well, but I mean, it had to be something that would there keep had her to sane. be something. Or else people do find happiness in a lot of bad situations, which is good um, and sad at and, the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, this will, it, I I hope there was some things that did bring her happiness. And I would love to find out what some of those things might have been. Sad thing is, when ever. you search for her, this is the, the only, only thing, thing you'll up. find. Yep. Um, her mother said when she found her, her left nipple was nearly bitten off, and that her eyes were open and almost bulging out of her head. Which I know strangulation does make your eyes bulge, yes. but not usually to the point of coming out. No. So that could have been the force of the other things that had happened. Right. Because when you know. When your insides are getting pushed up, the pressure and everything is yep. going. Gotcha. Um, like I said, you know, at the very beginning, I said this was never solved. They said the crime scene was pretty much destroyed by people. And to quote, someone actually said, so many people were walking around, touching things, moving things, walking in her blood. Peggy's naked body had been covered with a blanket from the bed. It was so confusing. Wait, so like when they found the body, they didn't immediately call or didn't they immediately call? Oh, they immediately called. And then people... But first of all, you already had the mother walking through the blood. The neighbor yeah. before they found out who it was. 
That's two people. But now the feet print are destroyed. Yeah, it's true. Then they covered her with a blanket in the bed and moved her body, obviously. I mean, if I found... I'm not even going to mention it. Okay. I would have moved the body myself. If I... F- Someone you loved in yeah. that situation, I would I be grabbing that body. I, I wouldn't would just stand there. It. I wouldn't. Unless I... Wouldn't be able to... I, I'm not if I thought... If it's a child of yours, you can't just stand there and look at it. You'd have to jump down, grab them. You've seen, you know, movies yeah. portray it pretty good. They the, grab them, the hold morning. them, and they're breaking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's... What she did, yeah. more than likely. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, the apartment building was bad. The walls, they say, were so thin you could hear everything through them. But nobody said they heard a word or heard anything. Screams, cries, nothing. This doesn't sound like one person did this to her. They get to that later. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you go. Because with the the damage done from the bow, it almost sounds like someone had to hold her while someone else did the act. But even then, that's a lot of force. You have to be... I don't... That's rough. The only other thing I think is if they... The bow was broken on the end. Because you know, with a string hooks, that's pretty thin. Yeah. If that was broken, then fiberglass gets pretty sharp. Yeah, that's sure. But I don't, they don't really talk about that, which is kind of nice, I guess, maybe. So anyway, you know, with the walls being that thin, there's no way in hell nobody heard anything. Yeah. So, you know, there's no possible way. But nobody also, didn't hear her cry or scream. But also, how common is it for somebody to be really loud and... I think you get to turn the difference between screaming and pain and agony yeah but like how often to... do they have like domestic type abuse in that place so it might not be that uncommon yeah but people knew that her mother took off all the time so if they knew there was just a 14 year old alone and that screaming is coming from that apartment but it's also a very bad place there might be just a whole bunch of shitty people in this apartment well then yeah it gets to something like that okay nobody came forth or anything Nobody said they heard a word. Nobody said they heard screaming. Nobody said they heard any commotion going on. And when they were questioned, they stayed silent. And then the, uh, not the chief of police uh, above him. The captain? No. Above the chief like, of police? Yeah, like the political type figure. Oh. I can't think of the term right now. Anyway, he actually had letters sent to every resident. Really? That way they could say what happened completely anonymously. Because nobody would ever know who sent what letter. You know, so, but nothing came of that either. At the funeral, law enforcement stated that they have at least 12 suspects, all of which are male. You never hear of any of them, except a couple. They don't really go into detail about the suspects? You only hear about a couple coming up, I'll talk about. Okay. Um, Eventually, one person finally came forth. She didn't live in the apartment, the best I can tell, because she said she was sitting on her porch, which was a few hundred feet from uh, Peggy's porch and mm-hmm. she saw a man named Arthur Root on the fire escape the day of the murder she said she was sure of who it was because she had recently had a laundromat she owned burglarized by him so she knew who he was already gotcha and it's also said uh, another neighbor eventually I don't know if it was a neighbor again it might have been somebody in a different building mm-hmm. also said they saw him on the fire escape as well, interacting with Peggy, like talking with Right. Her. Having a conversation with her. Yep. So, you know, you got at least a couple people that came forward eventually. Now, Arthur Root, he was uh, 27 at the time. He spent most of his life, I think it said about 15 years in jail, due to petty burglaries. So that's not too bad, but it's still a rough life. 
And I mean, it's definitely somebody more. who's lived a rough life. Yeah. So, you know, at this point they have, they said they had 12 suspects, but at this point now they got one that you know of. Okay, now eventually, again, another witness came forward. His name was Marlon Jones. He had talked to the police and he actually um, gave a description that they got a sketch from. Mm-hmm. Of the man he said he saw at the apartment the day of the murder. Now, two weeks after he came forward, he killed himself. So people now believe maybe he was the murderer. That's wild. Did he leave a suicide note or something like that? Yeah, we're getting to it. I'm just... Today, (laughs) I'm just like, bam, bam, bam. Are these things going to come up? You're like... Well, because, yeah, you're thinking about it logically, which none of these people seem to have been doing. It seems like nobody thought of this logically, but hindsight is 2020. It's a lot easier to sit here and go, well, did they do this? Did they yeah, do and at this? the time, you're trying to also, deal with is the 60s. Uh, PR, mm-hmm. you know, the crime, trying to find also, any there suspects. there isn't many evidence. Um, because it's been... Blanketing the neighborhood for witnesses. You know, yeah. there's a lot going on all at the same time. Trying to salvage any kind of evidence. Which... There's tons going on. Now, his suicide, though, was described as being strange. So, um, it's kind of worded weird here. It says a tip came in that he left a suicide note behind before he drove to a place called Fort Indiana Town Gap Military Reservation. What? That's yeah, that's the name of Fort Indiana Fort India Town Gap Military Reservation. They said it was a kind of between two mountains, maybe that's where the gap comes in. Yep. Yeah, um, military reservation. So police headed up there to confront him. So they saw you know, they set up the reservation. They found him standing next to his car. And again, it gets weird. They turned away for a moment to do something. They might have been calling it in. They could have been doing anything. Right. But while they did that, he jumped in his car, grabbed the gun, and he killed himself. Ha. That. Yeah, that is strange. Yep. So now in a suicide note, this is where I kind of get confused because it says that there's a tip of a suicide note. Yep. But, but how did the, the cops know where he was going? Maybe in the suicide. No, suicide note doesn't really. I don't think. Did they have it. family and friends that tipped him off? Maybe. Was there something that could saw him going that direction? Maybe it was anything up that mountain road. Probably, or maybe he was just planning it, and like his friends were like, "Hey, by the way, he's probably going to commit suicide yep. at this place." Okay, so now in the suicide note, Jones admits to stealing money from his clients. He was an insurance salesman. But he made absolutely no mention whatsoever of Peggy or her murder. So this now led them to believe that he had nothing to do with the crime. I would, yeah. I mean, if he if he's killing admits, himself, you know, he, why would he only admit to something? Yeah, like insurance you, fraud. Insurance fraud is a weird thing to admit to when you're committing suicide, and not the other thing that people suspected. So now, from what I can gather, none of the actual tenants still have come forth about any of this. You know, so at this neighbors, point. It's stuff. just people who are yeah. around the building and not actually in the building. And now, um, again, with the suspects, they had another suspect they had their eyes on called uh, Morris Purcell. He was a Vietnam vet and a patient at the local veterans hospital. Uh, Purcell was arrested on robbery charges, and he ended up hanging himself while in custody in county prison. Again, another weird what suicide. What is going on? This sounds very okay, this, culty. This can get a little bit weird. Uh, this is not dark. Get, this is just weird now. Odd. They don't know for sure if he actually intended to kill himself. 
because when they found him, oh, no. his pants were around his ankles and he had an erection. Oh, so they was... believe it might have been auto asphyxiation fixi- auto auto... gone wrong. What was what what was around his neck? It doesn't say. It says it just... himself. So I'm guessing maybe a belt. Maybe. Maybe a bag. I know people how to use bags. So uh, <laughs> it does know. sound very. But that's it doesn't just another sound like weird incident. It is you know, weird. But a lot of weird stuff. Like also, I everybody that's a suspect like dying. I do want to point out: if I was going to kill somebody, make it look like suicide, I would totally take their pants down and make them look like there was just an auto. Let's get into this, Nate. How are you going to get them hard? Well, that's easy. Once you start choking them, they automatically just get hard. I was actually wondering because it wasn't there a thing where some people, when they're dying, that just happens automatically. I, so I thought so. so. So obviously, no. That's another weird incident. Um, the just start whispering sweet nothings into his ears right before you kill him. Die. The, uh, the police did come forth and say though that if he was involved in it, they don't believe he did it alone. Which goes to what we were talking I about mean, earlier. What it, happened? It seems like it couldn't have been done alone. Yeah, it doesn't unless he was killed before the other part which is possible but they would probably have mentioned that because you would be able to tell from the blood flow and the damage it depends how long she's been dead and like if an internal organ was hit did before they do the an... heart the blood would be coming out because her yeah. heart was pumping still did they do an autopsy i didn't see anything about that i'm sure they did but i didn't see any details about anything yeah, i was just wondering i even found a site that gave a whole timeline of everything gotcha i wonder if that because i was wondering if maybe they did like a tox screen it doesn't seem like you know she was i don't know her funeral was two days later so that doesn't wow. leave time for no, much it doesn't. in-depth autopsy. also i don't know if they had toxicology reports in the 60s i don't know or they probably might have but not that in depth okay i'm gonna add something that's not really part of the story Trivia. I had an uncle who served in Vietnam. Actually, two of my uncles did. And when he came back, he they were both alcoholics. But he had flashbacks. I Most people I know from... But they, they got brutal, though. Like, one time he came out and um, his family came out and he was on top of the car scoping out the parking lot. Mm-hmm. For another time, he had thrown his wife down and jumped on her chest, breaking her ribs. Jesus. But the thing is, this is why I'm bringing this up, because we all know the atrocities that happen to Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Stuff that happened to this girl sounds like stuff that so they that would do to Vietnamese women yeah. during the war. I'm not trying to crap on any of the soldiers or anything. We know this happened. No, it. I mean, also Vietnam was a crazy, terrible time. Crazy, terrible. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it was totally terrible. But like, like I said, I'm not trying to insult anybody here. But we know atrocities happened. Yep. So it's not like I'm. You're not saying soldiers are bad in Vietnam. Yeah. That's we particular... just know we know for a fact things happened. Yep. Okay, so eventually they fell back on Author Root as a uh, the most prominent suspect. The guy who was climbing down the fire. Yeah, the one I was seen on the fire escape yep. talking with her. So he was brought to trial for her murder in 1970, but he was acquitted. Yeah, there's not really any evidence. Exactly. I mean, people saw uh, First of all, there was really doubt bad. about the time because he was seen earlier in the day. Right. Doesn't mean he was there that night. Correct. Um, there was also uh, obviously no forensic evidence at all leading to the guy. I'm, I don't think there's any forensic evidence <laughs> at in <all>. general. 
which um, is unfortunate. So we're going to kind of come jump forward a lot here. So due to a lot of pressure, basically a lot of it was led on by a book that was written about this case. Came out in a... How long after this incident did the book come out? Because that's... that's not too long ago because it was brought before the grand jury in 2009. The book... Okay. Uh, so, um, I, I don't know much about... I, I read a little bit about the author. She became kind of obsessed with the story and trying to help figure out who did this. Right. And she was pointing out all the things they were doing wrong. I mean, there was a lot of things. Yeah. It, sounds like, it sounds like gross negligence. And then people came forth basically protesting. They wanted this case solved. They wanted it brought before the grand jury out of the police's hands and looked at. Mm-hmm. So it was brought before the grand jury. They stated that they found no probable cause to charge anyone with little Peggy's murder, and they also criticized the people who pushed for the reinvestigation. They Chris said, "What? You're about to read what they yep. said." They said, including the newspaper, the local newspaper. They said that they were spreading conspiracy theories and propagating a lot of stuff to keep it going. But I did find out that one of the people that they were pushing for really didn't have any evidence against them. They were just kind of singling. Oh, they were specifically trying to push for only in specific one, one people. Yeah, only well in one situation I saw they were kind of pointing fingers at one guy that they had absolutely no reasoning gotcha. for. This is why mobs are terrible things because mob people, mentality. Mob you know, mentality. You stop thinking and you start listening. exactly. You just go, acting. well, that's clearly the truth because everyone else says it's the yeah. truth. Well, like, I mean, it's happening right now. It it is, and it's terrible because it's happening on both sides. Yeah, and on a massive scale, like yeah, it's a lot of he said, she said. But times twenty and on a terrible scale. Okay, so um, I did read in my research that I only found it in one article, and I could not find it again. That they actually exhumed um, her body. The body. Uh, no, not her body. A suspect's body to try and match. They lost all the evidence they had. So they were trying to get more. Yeah, they exhumed the body to get more evidence, and um, they were trying to use uh, teeth impressions. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, the article said they were closest to Arthur Root, but they didn't match. Yeah, closest doesn't mean anything. No, that don't mean anything. That means literally I actually heard nowadays, I heard some people saying that they don't actually... Match at all? No, I heard, I heard somewhere recently, maybe another podcast, that they were trying to say that tooth, teeth impressions were like bogus. I, but, I, mean, I did look at Ted Bundy. He had a chipped tooth. His teeth lined up perfect with the bites. Yeah, That's dead on. I, I, I think what they were trying to say is we can't always use teeth impressions because... Well, they were associating it along the lines of like a lie detector. As kind okay. of like uh, fake medical science almost. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, but it, how would that be bogus? I, teeth impressions are like... I don't want to say fingerprints because... Well, they pretty much are. Nobody's teeth are the same. But there yes are circumstances no. when you bite, like if you bite, for example, a piece of steak, mm-hmm. you know, if you turn it or twist it, your teeth are going to twist the marks a bit. Yeah. So they're going to be, yeah, that is true. They're not bogus. I, I wouldn't use them 100% of the time, and they're definitely not. No, but the if they match up 100% thing. to someone, you pretty much that at least might not be able gives, to make a 100% case out of it. No, but, but that would definitely yeah. give you some kind of lead. Um, that's interesting. So, I would say that. Basically now, you know, the case still is unsolved. And, you know, they even said that it's probably going to be completely unsolved unless someone comes forth and just confesses. I, or says they know who did it for 100% fact and they have evidence. Right. I don't think that will happen because this was in the 60s. 
and yeah, I mean, this I case was like uh, right now. I think it's like fifty-two years old. There really isn't that much evidence on this. This is the thing about it. Instantly, a whole crime scene is contaminated. Yep, and um, nobody def- would talk. Nobody would talk. And obviously, people heard shit. There's no way you can't. Right. The walls are like also, one layer of sheetrock. The contamination is understandable to an extent. Like it, she didn't know. And but she was more worried. The way, they, the way they explained it, it sounds like, okay, the mother was more worried. The neighbor, again, was probably more worried. But everybody else. Yeah, that's another thing that bothers me. And and it makes sense to an extent that and this, nobody said anything. This is something I was thinking about, too. So if this happened, you know, I'm not if this happened. This happened. We know it happened. Um, I get the apartment was dark. But it wasn't so dark she couldn't see the body on the floor. She saw the body. But it, it was, That's what I said. It wasn't so dark no, she couldn't see the body. I don't know. Which means there's some kind of a light source, maybe outside. Yep. Blood would have a shine. A shine. She would feel it stepping in it. Blood is also very um, slippery. Yeah. Uh, would be the it's best. also sticky at the same time. Exactly. You know, if you're walking, you're going to you feel it. I, yeah, that is a bit weird. And I, And what happened to this girl, there's no way there was not blood everywhere. That floor had to have been a massive puddle. Probably. Well, also don't know where the body was adjacent to the where she was going. It says it was right on her bedroom floor. So the girl was attacked in her bedroom. That's another thing is, I, surely, I know there was a lot of stuff around the crime scene that was contaminated, but surely they were able to get some things from it. Like, was there signs of a struggle? Or yeah, There was no mention of that in anything I read toxicology i don't know if they have toxicology so you know reports. i'm wondering why didn't they look at the boyfriend yeah i heard 18 year old boyfriend 19, 19 year old so boyfriend. i mean if they think two people did it yeah there's a guy who's basically raping a girl statutory rape yeah um that's definitely there's a lot of things and I, i'm not gonna weird try. about this case it is a lot of things weird about the case and it sounds like they and maybe they just were limited in what they could do, the officers. But it does sound like they didn't really do much of anything. I mean, they yeah, kinda, it sounds kind of like they but, walked in, like, oh, everything's contaminated. But That's it. that being, yeah. But, but that you being think said, two days to the funeral? That is a bit fast, but also that isn't up. When to... my sister was murdered, we couldn't get her body back for like months. Right. This is also in the sixties. How how? But, but still, also, sixties is not that long ago. No, and months compared <laughs> yeah. to two days. Two days for something. There's this a, there's a lot of weird brutal? circumstances around it, and I don't know. Maybe the cops did actually do a more thorough investigation. That yeah, there wasn't articles. much mentioned about it. Right, that's the thing. I think a lot of it is like like what the the grand jury said. Not to side with them as the conspiracy also, theory stuff, mm-hmm. but people propagating stuff. It does sound like people, so. It's like almost like people, people were just these... pushing out all their own theories and pushing away stuff that you kind of need to know it definitely does sound like a lot of people writing articles were were like look how bad these cops are doing and don't get me wrong if it is true somewhat then yeah these guys didn't do really good well we job know of, for at least for a fact that they didn't do the best job they definitely didn't do the best job because we don't know how bad they were doesn't we know they didn't sound do really like, good it doesn't sound like they did any kind of not investigation but like they didn't actually investigate the crime scene itself i have no idea <laughs> it's a very professional I, I can't stop the spammers i have my phone silenced not your <laughs> apparently not your 
You look at the Apple ecosystem. They don't actually work well together. I don't know much about it. I don't got to watch it. No, but it doesn't, it doesn't, there's really no kind of information relating to it. It's like, we know what happened to her body. Um, and we know there's a lot of blood. Well, I mean, it doesn't mention that, but there has to be. uh, Surely. What happened? I mean, if their mother tracked through the floor with a lot of the blood, the prints. I'm just talking about the injuries. There had to be so much damn blood everywhere. It doesn't sound like they, they, because there's no talk about any kind of forced entry. They don't say if if she maybe knew the person. That's why I'm wondering. I was thinking it might not. I'm thinking it might not have been forced entry because. It doesn't sound like like she was, it was uncommon to find people passed out on the floor. It sounds like doors probably didn't really lock well. Right. Or even shut. Also, it, it, they don't talk about, like, the cops never discuss if it was one person or two, because it doesn't sound like one person. Well, they mentioned that they, well, they mentioned in the one guy, if he did it, it had to have been another person involved. Right. And so it's, they, I think they had the idea it had to have been two people. Did they, so the Vietnam vet, what was their reasoning behind that? Did they discuss, did they say Not why they I thought saw. it was a vet? Or every if, every time he, the all the articles I read where he was mentioned, it doesn't say much about him. Why they suspected him? Yeah, that is a bit weird because he was where? Why did they say he was arrested for robbery? And, and they just were like, "Hmm, yes, this Vietnam vet might be." Also, this was back in the day when they fucking hated fucking Vietnam vets. And, like, that's the... the he was they only mentioned in that one part of the It's article. very possible they just trying to, like, pin it on him because he was a vet. Because they fucking hated people who were in Vietnam. Well, the other weird thing, too, is, like, when I was researching it, some of these people weren't mentioned in yeah, half 12 the articles. Sus- 12 suspects. Well, no. mentioned yeah, only three yeah. people. None of the articles mentioned more than these three. But some of the articles didn't mention the even bed. all three of them. Yeah. Also, it is a very weird set of circumstances that two of the prime suspects killed themselves. Yeah. It's also shortly after. Kinda, I mean, the uh, suicide note, a weird thing was, and also, again, they you got know, a tip about the suicide note. Right from the beginning, I was thinking that, you know, it says, uh, you know, um, she she was found on May twenty sixth, nineteen sixty eight, at three thirty a.m. Mm-hmm. But I would assume that she probably died on the twenty fifth, unless it was after midnight. You know, so you don't really know. Technicality, yeah. anyways, it's fine. But but given also, you know, then it gets weird too because then you got the state of the apartment. There's no electricity, which is weird. Nobody talks really about the electricity being cut for this building. Was it, it literally <laughs> cut? Was it just turned off? Um. It was a blackout. You also like the like uh, the state of the apartment. If it was that bad, that's going to throw off their standard procedures for uh, time of death. Yeah, because you know there's no no AC. It was a hot cold day. There's no you know insulation. Mm-hmm. You have to take into account all these weird other conditions, and I don't know the whole thing's just weird. It is, but extremely weird. The case is just I and this know, whole it's situation just so brutal. That I wouldn't be looking at a robber. As no, a suspect. no, 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 no. Because I'd be looking at someone that had a history of like just savage violence. It sounds very it brutal cruel. attacks and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds also like also premeditated. Generally, if you look at any other cases, when you see bite marks, 
they consider it more towards a crime of passion than a person knowing them. It sounds like she had a... In the cases I've seen, though, they always kind of put bite marks to a crime of passion. It makes sense. But it it sounds like the person who did kill her um, lusted after her. Yeah. And why would you do so much, obviously, sexual attacks? Mm Mm-hmm. And you look at any of the other attacks on her. It was a beating, strangling. Me, That's common for yeah. murdering. As as an, I'm the not other stuff was pure sexual seeming. Yeah. I'm not a professional, but trying to break it down like on a purely like mental kind of way, trying to break it down like all these. It sounds like somebody was either she, somebody was really interested in her, but she wasn't interested in him or her. And they basically took out their frustrations on her because it might, she might have wronged him in some way or turned him down and he perceived it as a slight because it, it, it's, well, it's tricky way too because personal. You get other the killers. You get other killers who do savage things like this and it's just they're mad at somebody else. And they go and they take it out on someone. It does seem though very, it's very this one seems personal. The, it does the, seem very personal and it's meant and... for her. Because the biting, I should look into that. I swear, I know I read that like they consider biting like a, a crime of passion and more personal. Not many people bite, but you can tell it's like you know biting is obviously a crime of passion type thing. Yeah, biting usually is a defense too. I don't see many people biting as well, an attack. I forget who the other. There was another. Oh, uh, the Bundy. We just talked about him. He bit the women. But again, his was a passion attack. Also, yeah, so it was all sexually oriented and. And this does seem very sexually oriented as well. But I don't know. It just when I you know read about the the extent of the injuries done to the girl, it's, it's just. But she was overboard. strangled. She was bitten. Beaten. Beaten. But then the rest, the other stuff, what was just was the cause of death as well. Was it strangulation or was it um, you know internal? I'm going to say this with all due respect. Mm-hmm. I hope the strangulation came was the cause of death. Before the other I, things happened. I certainly hope so as well. Because I couldn't imagine a 14-year-old girl going through the other stuff. Well, I mean, I'm sure after the first of the other attacks, she probably was unconscious at least. Mm-hmm. But I would hope that all the other stuff came before. And surely there must have been a struggle with her that's what i'm saying if someone had to have heard something but nobody not was just saying. Not, not just heard like surely she would have hit him well i think that's why they thought maybe there's two him. people What's... they could have come in thrown her to the floor and yeah. that's it if one of them was holding her but it's still surely there's something there has to be some kind of and i get that the mother probably contaminated a lot of that stuff but surely they had to have something either uh fingerprints saliva um, bodily fluids. Well, there's from bites that had to be person. saliva. Exactly. But, they, but, you know, like I said, one of the articles, again, the one I could not find again, said that they exhumed the body because they lost the DNA evidence they had, which was probably saliva and things like that. You would think fingerprints. Saliva. The other weird thing is you would think, you know, a lot of cases where it's like a sexual attack, there's semen somewhere at the scene. Not necessarily. There's There's been sexual attacks where it's not been for the specific attacker's sexual pleasure at that moment. But they'll get off to it later. I've heard they use it a trophy takers though. 
That is true. They Usually didn't mention anything about a trophy. But, but also, they was, didn't say about... left out. Yeah, so. they also didn't say a lot of things. So maybe the, they did take a trophy. We don't know. Because there's so little information. Because there was so little information taken. Um, I assume, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't have access to the book. But the book probably has more details. I was going by all the articles I could find. What's the book's name? Um, I'm not sure. Do you know what it is? Can you find it? Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, what's the author's name? Um, I will tell you in a second. Okay. I'm, I'm looking up. I, I assume. Um, yeah, because maybe the book has more information. I don't I think would so. be interested in finding out. It's called... Uh, Justice Denied, The Unsolved Murder of Peggy Reaver by Michelle Gooden. Michelle Gooden. Yeah. You can actually get it. it. It does sound, though, towards the end when people were like trying to get the Supreme Court to rule on something, it did seem very mob mentality, and you shouldn't. Yes, you should get, you try to get justice for her, but if you try to mob mentality, that's not going to give you evidence. Just because you're all angry and you think it's this one dude, that's that's emotion, that's not facts. That could actually harm more than it can do good. That's actually a word I was looking for too instead of passion. Usually when it bites, I think that's usually like a passion, emotional type thing. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what the reasoning was behind it though. I mean, people are emotional creatures. I think We're... it's like with a, with a sexual attack, you get so worked up that you start it's like, just, you're biting like animalistic. You become more, yeah, animalistic, yeah. feral. Uh, um, the story is just crazy. But that's, again, this is why in the beginning I also said that the quote this poor girl, the hell she went through, she should never, you know, yeah, be forgotten completely. She and the case know. should never be forgotten. None of the cases we've discovered so far should ever be forgotten, I don't think. Because every one we've done has been pretty... Yeah. Except the... Um, the what's it? Tanzler? Carl, Carl Tanzler. Because that was solved. It was just Have messed we? up. I mean, we've done solved cases. Mal Barker yeah. was, wasn't like a closed... Wasn't well, a, yeah, okay, the unsolved ones. <laughs> Should never yeah. <laughs> any unsolved I think, murder. I think we should keep Mal Barker in mind too, considering that a lot of people believe she was just an innocent bystander, more or less. You got to wonder about that though, because like you also get people that like mail into serial killers who are known to be serial killers but refuse to believe it and want to marry him. Yes. So you could have just a bunch of people saying, "Well, no, I don't want to believe that," even though you have all this evidence. I just don't want to believe. I mean, we have that in this. People are very emotional. We in this day and age, we we act on emotion more than logic, which it's is, it's, it's it's kind of a two hand like a two edged sword. It, it really is a two because people sword. need to be more emotional, but they need to be emotionally Factual. empathic. Yeah, empathy based emotion. Also, you gotta feel facts for are very important. Like this whole flat Earth thing, I know, but just just to give a didn't we work with a flat Earth? I think we did. We did, yeah. I know we did for a fact. <laughs> um, he, he was a cool guy, though. I mean, it's fine, but like the emotion, like oh yeah, I don't care. You believe whatever you want. But that's I think... a no. So long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah. Well, yeah. Believe obviously, the... because there are. I mean, flat earther as just a, as an example. I mean, it's fine if you want to believe the Earth is flat. That's fine. That's up to you. Just remember you... what the site says. They have followers all, all around over... the world. Well, around the around globe, the globe yes. yes, that's what it was. It was a Twitter post. Yeah. Um, so, um, but facts are important. 
But if you want to believe things that aren't true, fine. So long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. And like I was saying, how it's a double-edged sword. You got to have emotion, but it's got to be. We need emotion. more empathy-based emotion, That's not true. just reacting emotions. Yeah, we are very. The human race is a very emotional. Yeah, but it seems animal. like we're losing the empathy for all the other humans, which drives me nuts. I think we're just getting too emotional. We're 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 just dialing our emotions all the way up and just letting it loose completely. You, you do know I lived my whole life with my emotions dialed up to like nine billion, right? <laughs> I just sneezed, <laughs> but I'm gonna cut the sneeze out so it doesn't blow your eardrums out. <laughs> well, I think. Can we get the name of that lady one more time? The girl. Yes. Um, Peggy Reaver. Peggy Reaver. Her full name, though, uh, was uh, Margaret Peggy Lynn Reaver. And that's uh, R-E-B-E-R. Margaret Reaver. Yep. Okay. So, you know, don't forget her name. Definitely. We say now, two months later. Who is that again? Well, now it's on the internet. That's true. Nothing ever goes off the internet. <laughs> doesn't. No, I know it doesn't. But, uh, and if people don't believe that, go to the Google Time Machine. I love that thing, by the way. You can just go backwards in time and find stuff that was deleted 10 years ago. Yep, I love it. It's great. Um, but thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, if you wish to get in contact with us, comment about podcasts. I do want to add something do. to that. Okay. That we've never mentioned. That If we get things wrong, feel free to tell us. Absolutely. I have no problem learning new I, things, being corrected. I'm fine with being corrected. I, I I would like to know the actual right, facts. especially if it's something that we got extremely wrong. Yeah, because information out there not necessarily true. Oh yeah, I mean when the I, internet first came out, it's like you go on there, you find what you need. Yeah. Now it's just misinformation. And you Everybody can post anything. You got to go to like page twenty on Google to get to the actual factual yeah. pages. That's that's one of the kind of harder parts about doing this kind of thing is whenever I look up anything, I have to make sure to look up multiple different sources. Oh, I just use Wikipedia. Wikipedia. No, I'm not. I'm just joking. Okay. I actually do use Wiki a lot just to get the outlines, yeah. and then I go look and yep. for the rest of that's fill out the actual That's like 40% story. of what I do whenever I do any kind of story is like making, like trying to go and look up different Yeah, I always make sure I get articles. several articles. I read them all. I make mm-hmm. sure I get. To see then what... I pick the commonalities. Yep, I'll pick the common ones, or if it's too many different ones, I'll mention the different like what well, I, that's like last why I mentioned week. the vietnam guy he was mentioned in a right one or two but i'm saying if there's things the that are differing to an extent i'll, yeah. I'll make sure to mention both like oh yeah last like, week well just in this one the cable on her neck was always different exactly yeah. it's different but you'll at least note them all and i also like to point out that like if i find something only on one article i like to point out that i only found this on one source yep. none of the other sources said it so it, you know take that one right so if if we do get something wrong, by all means, send us a message. We'll correct it and then say it in an upcoming podcast that what we got wrong. Uh, or if you just want to tell us how you would improve upon the podcast, or just just say hey, hi. Yeah, say hi you. if you like it. If you don't like it, anything just that. exactly. And our email is arcanumobscuracast at gmail dot com. Our Twitter is arcanumobscura, and our Instagram is arcanumobscurapodcast. And um, also to add to the, you know, contacting us, if you want to write in and say like you like the podcast, um, I'll put my personal email in the description. If you okay. have any, uh, if it's hate stuff or negative, I'll put Nate's personal email dare. in the description. Is that why you're trying to ask for my 
email earlier this week. You're like, hey, what's your personal so, email? So all the comments come to me, all the negative, all the negative things to come to me. I'm sure to get a whole bunch of comments about being gay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to get. Nothing's wrong with being gay. No, there's nothing wrong with being gay. So stop hiding. I'm not hiding. I'm just Nate's not, not actually gay. gay people. People like to believe it, but it's not true. Okay, so to put it, you know, let's just describe this the easiest way. Okay. Back in early 2000, mm-hmm. there was a term called metrosexual. That's kind of what Nate is like. I guess that would be the best. Like he term. showers like every day. <laughs> no, but I mean, like you take care of yourself I more know. than most guys yeah, yeah. do. And that's why I always tease you about it at work. Yeah, and it's funny because I, ha- I had a lot of people call me metrosexual. I was like, but why is metrosexual still? A th- it's not a thing anymore. No, it's not. And it's not wrong. How dare you take you care of yourself? Person. You wash your hair and actually get decent haircuts. I wash my hair. Oh. oh, I don't have hair. Chris, Chris is no longer have hair. No, but yeah, that that would and be like, the best know, way. It's funny too. It looks like when you would come to work with painted nails, people would be like, "Look at that!" I'm like, so. That, that, that like wasn't even a thing That's to me true. because you, I, you used to paint your nails too. When yeah. you're, but you were a punk, so I just do it because I enjoy it. I used to let my daughter paint my nails. Yeah, all I the mean, time. She'd she'd yeah. come up there. She'd come up to me and like, can I paint nails? Go for it. Go nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd walk. I go to the store with pink nails, purple nails, and, and people I've look at me funny. I'm like, I got a daughter. Multitudes of different colors of hair. Oh yeah, so have I. I think that's um, why most of my hair died. <laughs> probably. Um, Back when I was bleaching my hair, we didn't have like the the nice conditioner kind of bleach. You're wild. You would bleach the my color bleach out. Is what fucked up my hair? That's what did the mind. But you know, I like got, I got you get... straw hair for a long period. Of time. Yes, yeah. that's what I was about to say. But now you can go to like uh, some of the hair salon places and buy the bleach. Expensive. It's usually uh, no. You can get small kits now. I use the Alicia's here. It's mine... a powder and a liquid. You mix it, mm-hmm. and when you're done, it's nice and smooth and sh- like soft. Mine, got mine was up. like straw. Mine yeah, got messed crazy. up, but it, 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 I did it for like a year straight, so that's what kind of messed it up. I did mine for like five years straight, Bragging different color, it. like every week. I stick to one. I did for a one year. time. We are so off topic, but it's fine. I know. I did it one time where I split it down the middle, and did pure white on the left, bleach this. Yep. Or I get it black on the right. Mm-hmm. Left side stopped growing. Oh no! My left side it was trimmed to about my ear length. Mm-hmm. And the right side grew all the way down to my chin. That's how bad I destroyed my hair. Did you do the little peep thing? Little peep thing? Where you, like, dye the top of your hair, but not, like, your sideburns and the bottom of it? You know what I actually did? I had, um, my head was shaved around the side and the back, and I had hair only on top, and it hung down to about my chin. That's, I'm pretty sure little peep also did that as well. Well, I was way before little peep. I mean, yeah. (laughs) He's like, what, 20? He was. Oh, I'm assuming at some point he was. He, How no. old is he? He's dead, isn't he? he yes. How he old was, was he when he died? 21, I believe. And when was that? Two years ago? So, yeah, that. I was dying my hair when he was like two, three. Yeah. <laughs> but what I did was like, you know, the, the style I had was shaved inside, shaved in the back. I would, uh, I actually pulled my hair up in a ponytail, straight on top of my head, kept an inch around it, dyed that bright red. Dyed the rest black so it would hang over the red. I just did whatever I wanted. On that note, we are way. Um, we're talking about we're talking about you being gay and metrosexual. I'm talking about how I did my hair. Believe it or not, not gay, not bi, just hetero. Man, twice now. It's spam calls. It's You're getting a bunch comment. today. I know. That's weird. Okay, so um, if you enjoy our podcast, you know, please follow, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast. It bumps us up. People can find us easier. Yep. 
Um, if you don't listen on Apple and your favorite casting um, provider mm-hmm. has a rating Maybe. system, you know, feel free to rate us. It'll help us grow. It'll There's help us get more listeners. A few things we're on. We're on like Apple. We're on like Google. Everything I can Spotify. get us on. Yeah. Castbox. Castbox. Uh, Radio Public. I, I you kept telling me all the different things you'd put us on. I'm like, cool. I have not a clue what that is. We're on Overcast, the one I use, but anything on Apple is on Overcast automatically. Okay. So, so I, I I use Spotify for most of my podcasts. So it was cool to see that. Spotify owns Anchor. So we automatically got on Spotify with Anchor. Nice. Well, you okay. can find us on Anchor, too. Actually, most of our hits come from Anchor. I'm not surprised. Anchor, like, Spotify's the big I didn't know air. Anchor was a big thing. Spotify's huge. Yeah, a but no, no, no. People I mean, like, if you look Anchor at our statistics, actual... it's like 50% comes from Anchor, 20% from Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I'm surprised. Gotcha. So, but definitely share us with your friends. Rate us. Leave likes. Follow us. Go ahead and do all those fun things. And, uh, of course, as usual, thank you for listening. And I hope um, you... I don't want to say enjoy. No, not in this one. Definitely not enjoy. But I hope you've... Learned something. Learned something from this. Or... Uh, I mean, that's about it. I, I don't want to say enjoy or anything like that because it's pretty rough. As, as much as you can enjoy this podcast, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep. And, um, as usual... Our podcast is brought to you by the number A and the letter two. I hope you die. (laughs) 